Trust 20 is the new standard of restaurant safety and diner comfort. Trust 20 restaurants are part of a national network of restaurants that meet a high standard of cleanliness and safety, giving diners confidence in the measures you're taking to keep them safe. Trust 20 restaurants receive expert guidance, operational resources, and benefit from diner-focused promotion on behalf of Trust 20 network of participants. So how do you get certified? It's easy. First, go to trust20.co and request a certification appointment. Then, a Trust 20 specialist will reach out and arrange a visit. The specialist conducts a 60-minute review and consultation according to Trust 20 tactics. If adjustments are needed, the Trust 20 specialist will provide guidance to assist. Now that you're certified, have peace of mind that you're doing everything you can to keep your restaurant safe and start enjoying the benefits of Trust 20 certification. Remember, visit trust20.co to request your certification appointment today. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host, but today I'm going to be taking a backseat. I am not going to be hosting the show today. I'm just going to be contributing as today's episode is really more of a conversation. You see, last week I had lunch, uh, actually coffee, with Ben Whitlock from Mobile Fixture. And just hanging out, just talking. We went to 8th and Roast on Charlotte. And Q Taylor was there, who's the owner. He also owns Cinema. And we started talking. We said, hey, we should do a podcast all together. Just get around and just kind of just talk like we're doing right now at the coffee shop. And I said, let's do it next week. We'll do it live. So we went live and we talked about just all kinds of stuff, pop culture stuff, talked about what we're thankful for. We talked about holidays, sports, you name it. We just kind of talked about the industry, all this fun stuff. So that is what we have today. It's just a conversation between three dudes. And uh, hopefully you will enjoy it. If you want to do something different, we have an all new The Music City Roundup, which it comes out Thursday. It is with myself and Kelly Sutton is our new co-host. She is the host of Connecting with Kelly on YouTube. Got to go check that out. She's got some amazing episodes came out. She had her first episode two weeks ago with Carrie Underwood. Last week, she talked with Kane Brown, I believe, tomorrow on Thursday. She is going to come out with Rascal Flats. So lots of good stuff going on there for her. But we are going to be focusing on the kind of the Melrose area. So we're going to have some special guests from that neck of the woods, and we would love it if you guys would join us live on Thursday, this Thursday, at 3.30 on our Facebook page as well as our YouTube channel. So if you are not, if you haven't liked the Facebook page, please go to Facebook, like the page, and if you have not gone to the YouTube channel, please go and subscribe, and you will get notifications when we go live. Hope that you enjoy this episode, which is really a conversation right now. We are live right now, Nashville Restaurant Radio. We have got Q Taylor, uh, who's the owner at Cinema and Eighth and Roast. What's up, Q? Hey, man. How you doing? Man, I can't complain. I can't complain. It's been a beautiful day. And Ben Whitlock, who's the president owner that he runs the show over at uh, Mobile Fixture. So excited to have you today. How you doing, Ben? What's up, gang? How are y'all doing? Good. 
Man, I've you know been. what I'm thinking about, Ben? I've known you now for seven years. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon and I were just talking about the first time you and I ever met. You came walking into a meeting late wearing some <laughs> raggedy-ass T-shirt, jeans, and vans, and some backpack that probably had nothing in it. <laughs> just talking about, oh, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and just you just – you just took over. I said, I want, I want to be with that dude. And you call me G money. Uh, you call me G money right out of the gate. Yes. Yes. G money, man. You made me comfortable. So that was, that was it. I was comfortable. With Am you. I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are, man. Yes, you are. Good to see you. I've seen you and Brandon twice in the past seven days. That's right. That's right. I mean, yeah, we spent you, some, Brandon and I spent some time at the 8th and Roast on Thursday? Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yeah. That's a damn good coffee, too, by the way. I learned a lot by just by being there. You know, I've been to a lot of coffee shops. You actually do the roasting right there. Like, there's, like, the counter, and then you're roasting right there. I didn't know that that was, like, what happened in there, and I'm embarrassed to say that I hadn't been there before. Yeah, our roaster is the most expensive thing we've ever purchased outside of mobile fixture equipment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we, three minutes in? I'm already getting blasted. I love it. Let's do Damn. it. Damn, that was harsh. I'm no, just... Ben, I'd say I, I, I'm with Q. Like, first time I met you, I was like, God, I really like Ben. Like, he's really, like, he's easy to get along with. Like, I want to go, I want to hang out with him. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy, well, Ben. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Well, I guess we're done. All right. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. So we have no agenda today. Uh, today is just going to be. So we had me and you, Ben, had coffee at Eighth and Roast last week. Or it was it? It was last week. And then awesome. you, you were there. We were talking, and we said, "Hey, we should all get on a show and just kind of talk." And so here we are. Yeah. So who wants to who wants to lead it off? I'll go first. All right. What do we want to talk about? My past week? <laughs> yeah, what do you got? What have what, what you been doing? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, you know, it's... So, the point of... I guess we, we, we're getting together to make each other feel like, you know, life is going to be okay. And, you know, I noticed in the past couple of months, more than ever, it's just from a leadership perspective... I think every day I wake up and say, how can I make sure my team members feel okay? And and it's like, how are you doing more than ever? And it's crazy that instead of steps of service, instead of uh, talking about our wine program or different beans that we're sourcing at the coffee shop from around the world, the number one priority is like, how do you feel? Do you need anything? Are you okay? And it's like every day, man, I'm not a restaurateur anymore. I'm like, a dad. <laughs> You're like a therapist. I love my kids, man. I really love these guys. And like, and this is unbelievable, you know? So there we go. And you know, what's fun. I'm at cinema tonight. I'm the, I'm the manager on duty tonight uh, because, you know, we, we practice a lot of safety measures right now. And one of my managers decided to go out this weekend. So I told him to stay at home and get a COVID test. So now I'm on duty tonight and watching the floor. So after this uh, Nashville restaurant radio, you guys should come in and uh, get some drinks at the bar and keep me company. Just keep it going. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's funny, Q and Ben, I'm going to jump in here because uh, I spent like my first day 
back in a restaurant for like the whole day, like kind of leading, I guess, being back in a building. And I spent the entire day just talking to people like, hey, how are you? Like, what's going on? Like, tell me, like, how you've been? And it's funny because I just got a text message from one of the managers that wasn't there. She's going to kill me for telling me this, but like, it's got a message from one of the managers that wasn't there. And she goes, Hey, I heard you had conferences with everybody today. I want one. When do we get to talk? (laughs) And I said, soon enough, we'll be there tomorrow. Let's do it. But what I found is that me being away so long, like being back in the building for a day, like walking up, talking to tables and like being on a shift was so fun that like, I didn't realize how much, I needed it. Like, I feel like my cup is overflowing right now with like, oh my gosh, I needed all of this interaction from all these people. And I think they're in the same way too. So it was, it was great. It's a good moment. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm just like, I'm excited to be on the floor tonight. It's been a few weeks. So I'm excited to hey check on some tables and wear my mask and be responsible and making sure everybody else is doing the same thing. So. I saw you last week when when Brandon and I were were at Eighth and Rose. I watched you go outside and pick up trash on the sidewalk, and you know, make sure everybody's having a good time. You're you're glad handed. You're 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 a good little politician. You're, you're good at that. And I told I told Brandon. I said I said that guy makes sure that every guest who walks into his doors is going to have the best experience of their life, even if it's just for coffee. It's crucial, man. It's crucial. And, you know, and it goes back to what I said when we first, you know, when we first started, it's like making sure my team is okay, you know, because if they're not okay, then the customers are not going to be okay. And then if the customers is not going to be okay, then you definitely got to close your door. So, you know, we got to, it trickles down, man. It trickles down. So, you know, I noticed the other day, I noticed how handsome Q was. I was like, God, I need to go to the gym. I am, I am like, I have my COVID 20 that I've put on. I'm looking at Q over here and I'm like, does he, does he live in a gym? Like what the hell is this guy doing? Oh my God. Single life, man. Single life, right? (laughs) Hey, no wife, no kids, man. You can find time to do a little bit more in the gym, you know, and exercise and stuff. So, but thanks for the time. I appreciate it. All three rings on my watch every day. Cause I'm like, I got, I got to get looking like that guy. Oh, stop it, man. Stop. Yeah, let me tell you, when, Brandon, Brandon, when you put out that, that post on Facebook, you've got, you know, GQ money right there. And then my fat face next to him, I said, well, I don't ever want to be on this show again with him. Can you just <laughs> I cover my face. next time? God dang. You look like Hugh Jackman. Knock it off. You're a good looking guy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Um, you know, I had a I had a meeting today scheduled for 1 p.m. I was so jacked because I finally got to leave the office, drive downtown. I battled I-24 traffic, battled 440. I was so excited. I was like, oh, another red light. No big deal, man. At least I'm out of the office. Here I am traveling. I get there. Guy called in sick. He he's quarantined. I went. Oh, I've been like at 11 o'clock this morning. Now my office is in Smyrna at 11 o'clock this morning. I'm like, man, I, my meetings at one, I probably need to go ahead and go. And I just <laughs> nothing else to do. My whole day revolved around that. I get down there. Yeah. He's quarantined. He, I feel bad for the guy. Cause he, he forgot to call and cancel the meeting. So I'm, you know, I get, I, I walk outside. I sat back in my car. I went, well, I got nothing else to do for about an hour. I was, you know, I had that time blocked out. I drove around downtown 
I drove up and down Demumbrian, Broadway, Fourth Avenue, Sixth Avenue, all that. I saw pedal taverns. I saw the, you know, the redneck buses. <laughs> I went, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually miss seeing them. Yeah. I still remember, but I missed them, you know, for a brief moment. Great to yeah. see everybody out there. It's crazy that you say the word miss. I was thinking I went to, I, I took a plane flight this past weekend. I just got back in town on Sunday. I went and ate a bunch of food and drank a bunch of coffee in California and LA as much as I could. They, they're, they're, uh, they practice uh, social distancing a little bit more than we do. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was thinking, it made me think about like all the things that I've missed this year, you know, and like just, random things that I miss. And it's it's crazy to think that you just miss giving someone a hug. Yeah, you know? shaking hands. Just yeah. I want to shake someone's hand. There's still I'm a, I want to ask both of you this question since this is this is not an interview. This is a discussion set up. When you go in to see somebody, is there do y'all still have that awkward moment you're like looking every, every each of you are looking at each other's hands like, is it going to hold his hand up to shake? Are we doing a fist bump? Are we doing the stupid elbow thing? I, to this day, I still don't know how to greet somebody. We're, what are we, eight months into this? I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's separation. Yeah. We're, we're leaning towards the separation side of life now. It's like, you know, things have changed, and that's just the way it is. Like, I haven't done this so many times in my life, you know? So, <laughs> it's crazy. I can have. Yeah, I think it was weird. Uh, I had today there was a new server at the restaurant, and I said, "Hi, you know, my name's Brandon." And he went, stuck his hand out, and I I put the fist bump out, and he goes, put his hand out, and he goes, "Hey, man, I'm not afraid, man. You can shake my hand." And I was like, <laughs> "Well, what if I'm afraid? You've never met me. Like, I don't I don't know how that works." But he was, and it was like his second day working there. But he was like. No, man, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do this. And I was like, all right. I shook his hand. I turned right around and washed my hands right in front yeah. of him. Like, yeah. I, 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 that's just what I'm going to do, man. I'm in a restaurant right now. I can't. I mean, I'm going to tell you like this, though. Like, black people, we're different when it comes to greeting. Like, it's like, yo, what's up? Like, we're missing out on <laughs> a whole lot of shit that we don't get to do anymore. And I'm really, it's just a bummer. You know, we still got the head nod. If and, and if you if you from the streets, you know what that means when you just see another brother and you're like, you know. So at least we do. That's never going to go away. <laughs> it's funny. I, I picked up uh, I picked up on something the other day. So my neighbor um, across the street and one house down, he's a musician, just like everybody else in this in this world um, or in this town, and. I think I've lived in this house six years and for five and a half years, I never once heard him playing his drums. He's a drummer. I've never once heard him play ever since COVID. It's like every day I walk outside and he's playing his drums and he's loud. And of course he's really good. So I saw him the other day. I said, I said, man, I just heard you playing your drums probably for the first time, you know, six years I've lived here. He goes, I got nothing else to do. He said, I'm literally playing show sets in my in my bonus room. He goes, I got nothing else to do. And, and you know, as bad as we've got it in the restaurant world, I speaking about the music world, the movie world. And, you know, the three of us have kind of talked about this a little bit. But musicians, they don't have a 50 percent capacity or 75 percent capacity. They're at zero and they got nothing to do 
other than record music and eventually you're going to run out of things to, to sing about or or give lessons you know and teach i know that he's giving lessons and he's got to be ready to walk into a knife or walk into a drumstick he's going crazy at home Feel right for that right it's tough man it's tough. you know you can't go see my morning jacket. You can't go see Kendrick Lamar at Bridgestone. You can't go to a Predators game. You can't go to a Titans game right now. You know, you can't. There's a lot of things you just you just can't do. And like pivoting is the word for 2020. That's the yeah. word. Yeah. So. Are you are you Brandon? What are you gonna do after this is all over with and and our our government says, hey, back to normal, go go do whatever you want. What's the first thing you're gonna do? Dude, I don't. You know what? I don't know. I, I think that the. I think once I get like a vaccine I, and I feel like I'm okay, like if I like I'm not gonna get it, I'm just gonna go be around people. I'm gonna like I want to go. I want to see a concert. I want to go to a hockey. The uh, hockey the Predators are my my thing, man. I love going to see hockey games. I could. I love the Titans, but I like watching Titans on that thing. Uh, I like being live at hockey games, being in the crowd, that whole thing. Um, it's probably number one. Um, I, I maybe do interviews in person. You know, sit down next to somebody in a room and do live interviews. I mean, this is fun doing it over Zoom, but like, I love it if we were all sitting at a table, not wearing masks, just like shooting the shit. Like that would be fun to me. Mm-hmm. But, like this is kind of how we have to do it for now. Um, so I don't know. I, I think just I'm gonna sigh a big sigh of relief. And um, today was a big day for me because I feel like I I think COVID got me today. Not like the actual disease, but like I talk so I talk so much about how we all need to reach out to people, and it's really important. And I get to talk to all these people on these interviews, and it's been really good for me. But man, it hit me this last week. Like I've been lonely. Like I have just been like, I've manufactured as much as I possibly could, but like getting out and being around people and having real adult conversations with actual people looking at them in the eyes was just so amazing for me today. And I didn't realize how much I needed that. Like being with you last week was another time. I was like, yes, I feel like I overshare. I noticed you got crazy for like five hours, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> we were there for like, yeah, we were there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I, I think I overshare with everybody. I'm like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, well, first of all, let me tell you, I've got this thing on my foot. I'm like, no, I don't want to know that. I'm like, oh, you didn't want to know that. So that that's a that's a thing too. I'm just I'm excited to just kind of get back to a normal that isn't a new normal, like the back to the old normal. Um, because, uh, you know, I just miss that. I miss that. Uh, it's just so weird. Everything's so weird. Yeah. And what about you? For me, it's the, you know, there's a bunch of things I truly honestly miss. Uh, one thing I was thinking about, too, when I walked in the cinema today is like the camaraderie of the hospitality world. And like it goes back to like running into you guys last week when you came by the coffee shop. But just like not seeing people like, you know, uh, you know, Max Goldberg down at Pinewood Social, like everybody's just kind of in their own bubbles. Like there's a lot of people in the community, like Matt Bolas at 404. I haven't seen that guy in forever. 
you know, and like, and it's just because we're not around each other like we used to. I haven't been down the locker room table and to see my guys down there. And, you know, it's just that camaraderie and that competitiveness, like everybody's just kind of focusing on their own thing and just trying to survive that. It's not even like the fun part of the game is not even around right now. You're just trying to figure things out and, and keeping your people uh, in a, on, a, on, a, on a positive note, you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. What about you, Ben? First thing I'm going to do, and this is no, no, no joking or all joking aside, it's probably take take my wife out to a badass dinner. Probably go to cinema. Seriously, go to the upstairs lounge. Sit <laughs> sit on the couch. I'm not kidding. At the top of the stairs on the right, you got the British flag pillows right there on the couches. Yeah. All kinds of music crap all over the place. Probably sit down, have a couple drinks. Go downstairs, have a badass dinner. Um, who knows? That's, I want to go out on a nice day. I want to get dressed up. I want to go on a date and not worry about, oh, shit, I forgot my mask. Or, oh, um, there, there's too many people in this restaurant. I want to go out and enjoy Nashville the way Nashville is supposed to be enjoyed. But let me tell you something, and I'm not trying to plug my own thing right now, Brandon, but pardon me for this. In my, in my, I can honest to God say this, like since we've opened, we opened in June of 2014, 2014. And our food right now is the best that it's ever been. I'm on record and I'm saying that. My chef Kyle Patterson and the team has put together a menu right now that I promise you that I've never felt so good about. The way we're cooking, we're just like cooking with nothing but just trying to make the food fresh, approachable, and letting the cuisine speak for itself for the first time in a very long time. And that's tough, like when you're transitioning, line cooks switching in and out, Chef D Cuisines, you know, going in and out. And, you know, we had an executive chef opening up and that transition. But right now, our beverage program and our food program is the best that it's ever been, no doubt. Wow. That's this segment brought to you by Cinema by on Eighth Avenue. I stand by that. Oh, is there an echo? Where I hear an echo. Where's that from? Not sure. Is it me? Am I echoing? Oh, you say some, echo, echo. Say something, Q. Testing, testing. I think it's coming from Q's. Should I lower my volume? Should I? I don't know. Is that better? Yeah. Did I, I think fix so. it? Did I fix it? This is good live streaming right here. This is good content. That's what it's about. <laughs> hey, by the way, if you are watching right now on the live stream, people have been coming in and out. Uh, Keisha Johns uh, said what's up when we came online. If you have a question for uh, uh, any three of us, any three, all, <laughs> if you have a question for either of us, uh, for Ben, Q, or myself, please feel free. Type it in. You just want to say hi. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about that doesn't involve politics, religion, or anything else that uh, we don't want to talk about, then then yeah, <laughs> we're here to talk about it. Sports. We didn't have sports yeah. for a long time. We're back to sports. We got dudes here to, in, in, a, in a room. We should talk about sports. Q, are you a football, basketball, <laughs> baseball? What's your sport? Man, I'm 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 every sport guy. Shout out to Taylor Lewan, man. He's out for the season, and mm. he's a good buddy of mine who's an avid supporter of Aiken Roast Coffee. So, 
I wish you a speedy recovery, man. If you're if you're watching or anybody that knows him, pass along a note that hey, man, I'm thinking about you and uh, we miss you, got we miss you, brother. So He's a I'm, a, I'm a huge Titans fan. So you know, Derrick Henry and I we share the same birthday. We're both January. We're Capricorns, and our birthday is on the same day. So there nice. you go. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Ben loves rugby. Uh, my, my- yeah, I'm a rugby guy. Women's rugby mostly. Um, <laughs> masters, man. It was all about the Masters. It, uh, you know, I, I can tell neither of you watched more than four and a half minutes of the Masters. I can tell you every single shot that was hit for four days. It never stopped. Um, I'll be honest. I was skeptical. Andy Little and I were talking about it a few weeks ago. We were both skeptical about the Masters being played in November. Um, we were worried about, you know, daylight and the cold and the, you know, rich people problems that they have to deal with down at Augusta. Um, I know the, the coolest winner, part the of the Masters. Under, I know that. Do I? The winner had 20 underscore. Johnson? Dustin oh, Johnson. Johnson. Under par. Um, I, I, I will tell you the best thing that I saw in the Masters this past weekend was college football game day on ESPN was broadcast from Augusta National at the Masters. Now, somebody at ESPN had to have said, hey, I think I've got a pretty good idea. Let me try this. And um, one of my partners, uh, her husband is a huge Alabama fan, and he he was bitching and moaning because game day was supposed to be at LSU for the Alabama-LSU game even before it got canceled and he was bitching and moaning saying, Oh, they, they need to have game day at, you know, LSU. I said, dude, nobody gives a shit about college football. If the masters is on in the first you know weekend of November, I said, there's, there's like 17 rednecks in Alabama who care about it. The rest of the world doesn't care. And to see, to see those guys do college game day at Augusta national ESPN picked up, they picked up some viewers. They, they, They've been struggling. They did just fine. Awesome. Zinnia says we all hear the master's music. Yeah. So Yesenia and I work together. Her office is two doors down from mine. And she knows during master's week, uh, nobody is allowed in my office or near my office starting <laughs> Thursday at about 10 a.m. until the following week. So wow. they are mastered out. They are very glad it's over with. Um, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a funny story real quick about, about the Masters. Since you guys brought it up, I'm just going to talk about it for the next hour and a half. Great. About, about, <laughs> about, six years ago, about five or six years ago, it was Masters Thursday. You know, it's just starting. I had it on TV in my office. I was probably supposed to be doing something for Q, and I just totally mailed it in that day. And <laughs> the Masters coverage comes on. The music's going, and you got the azaleas and all that. Ten minutes later, my TV goes dead, and it's like searching for internet signal. And I started losing my mind. I'm screaming, you know, what happened to my TV? And it, there were there may or may not have been some ex- expletives. Anyway, I run down to Yasinia's office. I said, I don't know what's going on with the internet, but somebody better fix it right now. And she's on her phone, you know, typing, angry typing, quick typing. It turns out our IT manager at the time in Mobile, Alabama, saw that we had a spike in broadband usage in our office. 
So he cuts the Roku, not knowing that it was me watching the Masters. So she's him saying, turn it back on, turn it back on, turn it back on, turn it back on. I was losing my mind. This is before you could watch it on your phones or live streaming on computers. I'm talking about I lost my mind. So for 20 minutes, I was cut off from the world, and it felt it might have, might as well have just been a week. Dying. Yeah, That was my fun master story. Your master's rant. He's no longer with us, by the way. <laughs> oh, like, man. no longer, like, with us or, like, with the company? He's no longer with the company. Not because of that. Yeah, I think your whole staff is watching. Um, anyway. Shout out. Shout yeah. out to Leah Thompson. Uh, I was excited so, Dustin Johnson won. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because I got a notification on my phone from DraftKings that Miller Lite was offering a free roll on the Masters. And I went, hey, I could win, you know, $80 or whatever the free roll was. And I chose Dustin Johnson. And I actually won like 30 cents or something on this. Nice. And so I was like, I've never, I don't, I don't watch golf. I enjoy playing golf, uh, but I don't watch golf. I don't know anything about what's happening in the golf world, but I chose this team and I actually won. I was in the money. So I actually won money on it. I was like, Hey, Dustin Johnson, did Tiger shoot See how a easy 10 on a par three? Did he did he, he, I, I'm afraid father time has officially caught up to him. He's, he's, he's on the wrong side of 40 now. You know, he's going to listen to this and that's the fuel he needs to come back and win it next year. Yeah, I, he's probably listening. In fact, I ha, I'm surprised he hadn't commented yet. <laughs> you guys hear a lot of noise. That's my bartender's uh, loading the ice bins up with ice, by the way. So my apologies. Uh huh. I heard it. Service bar upstairs. Correct. <laughs> uh, the fitting aspect of Nashville um, radio. <laughs> you got. Sorry. You got to. That's part of the whole fun of this thing is that you've got to have the uh, crazy background sounds. Kids have to come in. Dogs have to bark. Cats have to knock over computers. That that's. It's not a real like official interview unless one of those things happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh my! Not my dog is out. Interview. My dog's outside this room going crazy. He's he he does not like it when the doors are closed. Do you have big plans for this weekend, Q? coming up no i do what do you not. do for thanksgiving i haven't decided yet i'm not sure we you know i probably just do like a friend's i don't know i don't know going to the gym i have no idea i haven't even thought about it so i might come to your house you got anything over there to eat i'm working i'll, I'll be at the restaurant okay i said i'm gonna be at mayor bull on Thanksgiving, I'll be the guy standing at the front door, temping everybody, checking everybody to make sure they're good, welcoming them, saying hi. I was really excited to get to to go and do that this year. Yeah, yeah, I've been invited so, to so, things, so it's just you have to be, you know, I'm mean, I'm a little paranoid about it. So we'll see, we'll see. So Brandon, tell tell us about what your what what your plan is for Thanksgiving because I haven't heard of many restaurants that are going to be open on Thanksgiving, and if if you're going to be open, I, I I would imagine you're going to be busy. How do you how do you plan for this during during the pandemic? I, I have no idea. Yeah, so I mean, it's a it's it's in Williamson County, um, which doesn't mean anything. But just for people that are freaking out about Davidson County restrictions, uh, it's a little bit different. 
Um, you be overly cautious and you make sure that you plan well in advance to have every single thing good to go. It's not a brunch. It's going to be a prefix meal. So as people arrive, I'm going to be greeting them at the front, temping them, and then I'm going to be explaining every single aspect of the meal. So when you come in, what's your name? Great. Your reservation's ready to go. We're going to have tables ready for you. Every table is going to be socially just. We've taken out 22 tables out of the restaurant. Uh, every table's then six feet apart. And then as people go in, we want to, at the front door, explain every single thing that's going to be happening through their dining experience so that they don't walk in and go, what, what, what do I do now? What do I do now? Because we've recognized that a lot of people are going to be coming out for the first time. A lot of people that aren't regular diners that go out a lot. There's a lot of people that just do that. This is a tradition. Maribel has been open for 16 years in that location. And a lot of people come to Maribel as their Thanksgiving tradition. It's just what they do. So there's a lot of people that will be coming for their first time going out. What we want to do is we want to make sure that each one of them feels completely safe, completely comfortable. And we over explain on the front end exactly how the process is so that nobody has to wonder once I get in, like, what do I do now? My allowed to wear a mask? Like, we need you to wear your mask. If you're standing up, when you sit down, you can take it off. We have these sanitizing areas here, here, and here. If you need a mask, we'll give you one on just really being upfront with how it works. And then it's a prefix meal. So you come in, you sit down, you order your food or drinks, and then you just choose which you want ham or turkey. Do you want the stuffing or the mashed potatoes, whatever it is? And then we just course it, you know, it just comes Ooh. out and it's um, everything there is a team aspect. So, I mean, it's just, everybody does everything together and, um, They've been doing it a long time. They've got a really good system and it's probably the funnest day of the year to work because it's a group of people who are restaurant people. And you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. We, we define restaurant people as people who have uh, what we call turbo boost. And it's a, it's a term that we use uh, called turbo boost. And we always say people that tell their parents they work in restaurants and they're okay with it. Like that's, that's what a restaurant person is. But I always define it as, when you're in lineup or you're talking and it gets to like 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock on a brunch Sunday and the lobby is full. If you get that feeling in like at the, in your stomach where you go, it's about to be on, like you get excited because <laughs> you know that the floodgates are about to open and let's roll because here we go. If that happens, you have that you're a restaurant person. If you go, Oh my God, look at all the people. I don't want to have to deal with this. Like you're probably in the wrong place. Because this is one of those days that we all have to be on. You got to be ready. You got to be able to roll it out and have a good time with it. And it's really, a, it's it's kind of a day that we all are thankful to be with each other. You know, we can't be with our families, but we are there together in the restaurant. Family is a real family together. So it's kind of a mindset. You kind of got to go, we're excited to spend this time together. And we just, uh, we all jump in. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I lose everybody with my long, my long. No. Well, this segment brought to you by Maribel Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last no, are you gonna, are you, you going to have to do a mock service? No. Okay. I didn't know like if y'all. If you to, yeah, like you know the the routine of of taking temperatures and social distancing and making sure you know you're taking the right pathway because you got to start really thinking about weird shit like. Oh, I can't walk them down this aisle because it's too narrow. I need to walk them down this aisle to get to that table. I just know I didn't know if that crosses y'all's thumbs. I mean, you, you want to? I mean, execution's going to be. Um, uh, we're not perfect. I think that's one of the things you have to explain to people on the front end that 
hey, look, this isn't the fifth year we've been doing this under COVID. This is the first year. So we we want you to know that we intentionally want to do everything we possibly can to keep you safe. But if you see something that you don't feel comfortable with, it's not because we don't care. Like, yeah. it's not because we're just like, ah, hell, you just deal with it. We do. We do care immensely. COVID um, and you, yeah. Feel free to let one of us know um, if you don't feel safe in any way. But just, I think um, it's important to start off. That's why I want to be at the front door to talk to everybody when they walk in the door. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Q, are you all, Q, you're not doing your backstage room anymore, are you? Yeah, we still have that available. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if I didn't know if that was an issue walking people through the kitchen to get back there. Well, we've created a door where you can actually walk in through the outside now. Oh, well, back door. Okay. Yeah, it's like a secret door. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, last yeah. year, last year at Cinema, we tried to do like this thing called Feast Week, and you know, it was basically the entire week of Thanksgiving where we had different kind of amenities for guests and customers. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, you know, like a pre-fee menu on Monday, a family style menu on Tuesday. So obviously things have changed each year. But for those who are not interested, who are not interested in cooking at home, you can order food for cinema this week. We do a curbside pickup on Wednesdays from four to six. And basically it's like a whole family style package setting that we, if you visit our website, you can view our entire Thanksgiving menu where it starts at $115. And basically you can feed your entire family and pick it up on Wednesday with preheating instructions. And what's cool about it this year, we were like, you know, me and my business partners, we were like, let's just do a 15% discount for frontline workers. So for those who are interested in doing that, uh, we give you a 15% discount if you can prove that you work for another restaurant or, or, or another, uh, if you're working at the hospital or, you know, any of those, you know, you know, people who are out in the trenches getting work done every day. So what about a poor restaurant equipment salesperson? Do they qualify? Oh, as a we add a 60, 60% gratuity to your final bill. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that sounds like oh, a good deal. That's, that's that's actually less than it. that. There's actually a discount included in that sixty percent surcharge. You know, it's funny. People tell me all the time they go, "Do people actually come out on Thanksgiving? Do they actually order food to go?" And it's Absolutely. I think that people that do dinner, like have the big family dinner, they cook their own turkey, they do all of that. It's been their tradition for years. They don't like. I don't think they realize that there are a lot of people out there that don't like doing that. That is really easy to make a phone call and pull out a credit card and have somebody else do all that work. And you don't have to clean up. You don't have to cook. You just get back to football and your wine. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's. I think people are trying to do anything that they can to make themselves happy. That's it. So if, if that entails you've been cooking this entire year, and the last thing you'd want to do is cook for Thanksgiving, yeah. then you're probably going to just say, you know what? That menu at cinema or wherever the restaurant looks pretty cool. Let me just take the day off and just relax. So, Hey, is, is DoorDash going to be able to deliver Thanksgiving meals or, or Uber Eats or whoever it is? I mean, seriously, could they come to Maribel's or cinema and pick up, you know, the family feast pack for $110 and deliver it? To somebody's house. That, that that's the best. I actually don't know. 
Uh, I will tell you that this segment is brought to you by the Green Hills Grill. And at the <laughs> the Green Hills Grill will be delivering Thanksgiving dinners uh, out of their own vehicles. You can buy them right now online, prepay. So yeah, I, I don't know if Uber eats well, but I know that that is something that we are doing. We are delivering uh, out of our own vehicles Thanksgiving meals. That's where it's at. Because then you're at home and somebody else is cooking. That's it. Doesn't get any better. And if it costs you what another hundred dollars in surcharge, I guess it's worth it. Time is money. I don't know. Anyway, how did we get on this topic? Anyway, good lord. What do you? What do you? Do you? <laughs> we're talking. I asked Q what he was doing for Thanksgiving. Do you guys have any? Um, what is your? We're gonna move to the next holiday because my house is already decked out, y'all. I've already got. Do you think that it's too early to put Christmas decorations up? No, no, I did it last weekend. Okay, good. Because I saw you had the you you were like it's the end of the world, and you showed the masters, and then you pan down to your Christmas stuff. I was like, oh, dude, I'm with you 100. percent I've already got it all up. Dumbest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. said now. I hold on. I need to go back because my wife is probably listening, or she was. I did not put up Christmas decorations. I told her. That if she wanted to do Christmas decorations this past weekend, that's no problem. I would help her get things out of the attic, which I didn't really do a good job with helping. But that was it. I was not getting up from my chair. I was going to watch Tiger and DJ and and Justin Thomas, and I watched them put up Christmas decorations. Now, I did have to concede and listen to Christmas music while watching the Masters. And let me tell you, that is the dumbest thing you'll ever experience. That's worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch and Tiger Woods here at 13. That's just, it doesn't make sense. So no, outside no. of you being thankful to watch the Masters with it, with Thanksgiving right around the corner, what would you two gentlemen say you're most thankful for in 2020? Oh, that's a good question. You want me to answer or you want to go? You go ahead. Um, it has evolved for me. I think when COVID first started back in whatever, March 13th, Friday the 13th, when Rutherford County schools stopped, um, I, I, I picked up on, on a great improvement with family time and you really got to embrace being home with your family during the day. And they got to see what I had to do, you know, in my job, I got to see what they had to do. Um, when they were not in school, and this is Monday through Friday, so you really got to, or at least I got to enjoy being being home with family more, so I was very thankful for that. As time went on, I think if you asked my wife or family or somebody else's families, I think they were thankful for offices and stores opening back up so that we could then get back out into our jobs and somewhat of a routine. And then I think as we get into the fall and the and soon to be into the winter, I would tell you I'm most thankful for, again, back to my family, my wife, my kids, my in-laws, my parents. And then a very close second would be my employees at Mobile Fixture who have gone through some tough times. They've stuck with this. They've not complained. Nobody has complained to me or to their managers about Whatever the situation would be, whether it's they have to wear a mask in the store or deal with a customer who doesn't want to wear a mask, whatever the the, the scenario was, they have they have been true and loyal to to my company 
throughout this whole thing. So, you know, I'm putting family up top, close second would be employees. And then a close third would be, would be our customers and our clients. Um, we, we learned real quick who our friends were in the restaurant world. And, and most of that came when the, the customers who were building restaurants or needing to buy stuff, if my installers were quarantined for a week, we couldn't get anything delivered. And in the past, you know, I'd have to call Q and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to deliver tomorrow. He'd lose his mind. Not, not Q himself, but a, a typical customer would lose their mind. Now it's like, man, no, no worries. Y'all, y'all take care of yourselves. You know, we'll be here when you're ready. It's like everybody in the world has has come a little bit closer. So I've got, you know, family, employees, and then customers right there all together. That was a very long answer to a short question. I that was great. I, that, was great. that was a great answer for that was sure. A great portion of this show. What's that? Brought to you by Mobile Fixture. <laughs> We've got to have that. I think that um I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna go a little deep. You're gonna be like, "Oh God, here he goes." But in all honesty, um, I think that this time over this this past quarantine, being able to spend the time with my family has been one of the most amazing things. Being time with my kids has been amazing. I'm super thankful for that. But I'm thankful for sobriety um, because had I not been sober. I probably would have missed a whole lot of the opportunities that I've had to connect and the people whom have helped keep me sober. There's a bunch of people out there through various sources that are people that I call that have always been right there on speed dial and that call me that I'm every single day grateful for because they continue to, to save my life. Um, it's been an amazing experience. So I, I'm incredibly thankful for one leading to the other. And then um, work-wise, I think that I'm, I'm thankful for two people and Stephen and Jolene Smithing. And for this podcast has been the most amazing thing for me. But I thank all of my sponsors because without the sponsors doing this show, like I wouldn't be able to do the show. And when people, when you're trying to do something like this, you have to be so vulnerable and put all these shows out. The people that believe in you that say, hey, we want to back you. We want to help support you. We believe in this industry and we believe in all these people. The sponsors are make, I could not do this without them. So the people believing in me has, has been like these uh, this amazing weight lifted off of me that have allowed me to, to really excel. And it's been just... Um, I'm one of those people that haven't, like I said, just today I got to get in a restaurant and be like, oh my gosh, I just hit like how lonely I was. But it's really been an amazing journey through uh, my last year has been out of control. So I have I have a massive, massive amount of things to be thankful for. That's awesome. Man. My long answer there. Sorry. You guys are killing it. That's great. All right, your turn. What about you, Q? Q? <laughs> Not on that level. Um, honestly, though, man, I, I, I'm thankful that uh, I'm thankful for our team. I'm, I'm, you know, whether it's the the dishwashers all the way up to my general manager here at Cinema. I'm thankful to all the baristas at Eighth and Roast. Uh, I'm thankful to uh, my business partner and the ownership group, the Reed family, like you know Sam and Ed, uh, my business partners. I'm really grateful that 
we all kept the faith and believed in our product and did whatever it took to survive during these challenging times. And, you know, I'm also grateful for like, uh, I'm really thankful that we have, I personally have taken this time out to be aware of things that I wasn't aware of about myself during COVID. Uh, and that's just kind of, you know, taking a step back and kind of diving into things that I've always wanted to dive into, learning things, just being more self-aware and, you know, how I'm treating certain people and, and, and valuing certain relationships that, you know, and noticing pe certain people who care about me more than I thought they did, you know? So, you know, there's a lot of things like that, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, with, you know, mental health and, you know, there's awareness of that. Being in, being thankful to you know be involved with the community more and finding ways to give back and uh, diving into partnerships and and doing it's just a lot of things that I just felt like I wouldn't have had time for in the normal world that I'm able to kind of focus on and take time to dedicate to and personal relationships and developing those so you know there's a lot of things like that that I'm thankful for and all of it's just added up so you know although 2020 has been very challenging on a professional level and a personal level there are some things that have been great amongst this uh that's been nice and around the situation so yeah, yeah. I, I do want to say one thing I, I i remember q i i'm sure q doesn't even remember this but back in probably the second or third week of april you know we're we're all in the shit then everybody was just hunkered down trying to survive figuring out ppp and we're trying to figure out payroll and everybody's just trying to gather their, their wits about them. I got a call one day, my phone rang and it was Q. I answered it. Q and I probably hadn't talked in six or eight months just because there wasn't a whole lot going on. But I remember talking, I remember him calling me and I went, wow, who's calling? What's, you know, what did I do wrong? Well, what, what happened now? You know, but you and I talked for about 20 minutes we didn't talk about anything to do with work or, you know, restaurant equipment or, or anything related to our, you know, vendor customer relationship. It was, Hey, what's going on, you know, in your business. And, and, you know, we kind of share, we kind of, um, we, we, we shared our ideas of what we're trying to do in the shit. Cause we were in the shit and you were in the shit. You, the two of us were in the two worst parts of the hospitality industry in mid April, the high end, white linen, chef-driven restaurant, and the vendor who supplies them. And I'm going to tell you, right now, Ben, I appreciate you saying that, but I'm going to tell you right now, things have not gotten better. Like, we're still in we're still in this thing. Like, mm -hmm. we're still surviving. Like, we're still, you know, we're not at full capacity. Like, people have to understand, like, you know, this time of year, I would have like a party of 100 upstairs in the lounge and it's some kind of rehearsal dinner or a wedding or a corporate event. Like those things are just not happening. Like we're still trying to survive. Yeah. So, you know, this battle's not over. So no, no. But I think very critical. I think cinema, cinema or mobile fixer or any of the other, you know, dozens of businesses in Nashville that are in the shit with us. I don't want to say we've gotten used to it, but we've learned how to cope with what we have. And you make the best with, with what you have um, right now. And God knows eventually it's going to get better. And when it does, I'm, I am thoroughly convinced you, 
you, you and I and and you, Brandon, we're all going to come out of it stronger because I haven't heard one one of the three of us, not one of us, have bitched or moaned about being in the shit that we've been in since March. It, you just deal with it. It's the world we're in, and when when it all is over with, we're going to be okay. And I might be rainbows and unicorns, as my partners say, but what else am I going to do? Walk into a knife? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to, every time I sit in a room with really smart people and we break down individual situations and go, what do you want to do? And I leave there with a plan. I feel like, guys, we could do this. Like we can, we can figure this out. I loved in our interview queue where you talked about brunch and how you said our brunch was this, this big buffet type thing all over the building. It was our signature piece. What do you do? But we sat down, we identified these key areas we had to, we had to uh, achieve and we did it. And it's one of our busiest shifts we have right now. We just had to adapt. And like, I think that's what you're talking about. It's just a matter of, we can't, if I walk around and say, woe is me, I can't believe this happened to me. Then we're never going to succeed. You have to kind of flip it and go, Hey, we got to rise above. And I, I love this conversation. Uh, and I know that we're at that. We're, we're, we're kind of towards the end of the interview and, uh, or this, I'll call it a conversation. So I want to say thank you so much for both of you guys just coming on here. I've loved this. This has been so much fun. Let's go with final thoughts. Just whatever you want to say to the world. This will be out tomorrow as a podcast. This is live right now. Uh, so if you're listening to this, yet yeah, this was a live, uh, it's a live broadcast. Q, why don't you take us out? Uh, final thoughts. The I would just say continue to support local small businesses across the board, not just <clears throat> restaurants, but any kind of local business is very critical right now. You know, there's a lot of good things that are about to come up from a promotional standpoint. Obviously, next week is going to be Black Friday. So instead of going to a place like Target, find your favorite local shops and show them a lot of love as much as you can. And, you know, and and, and do that. So that's my final thoughts. So uh, this is a critical time this month. We don't know what December is going to be like from a Nashville perspective, Davidson County. Uh, I know that things are, are very unknown as far as I know the COVID cases are rising. So, you know, show some love to your local favorite local spots as much as possible in the next couple of months. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. And I'm going to take it one step further. And, and as it relates to the restaurant world, um, if, if you can order from a Green Hills Grill and have them deliver it themselves instead of paying DoorDash or paying Uber Eats or paying all those other fees, do it. If you have the opportunity to go down the street and buy China glassware and flatware from, I don't know, a mobile fixture instead of going on Amazon or on Webstaurant or, or somewhere online, you got to support the local people. Um, and, and it's it's a very difficult thing to to look into a camera and say we need your support, but we need your support. Um, whether it's whether it's our industry or the music industry or whatever it is, you got to hunker down and support the people who support you. You know, and, and I'm going to give one last example. Q Q and his team um, have recognized from day one when when me or friends of mine or employees of mine come into their restaurant. They keep a running tab of knowing that we are supporting their restaurant. And, and at the end of the day, he's going to support us because of that. And I, I think there's never been a more important time than now to recognize who is supporting your business and are you supporting theirs in turn?
final thoughts. I think, amen. I, I don't typically do final thoughts, but I will say to both of you, this conversation is a perfect example of that. You know, you look at you, Ben, who with Mobile Fixture is a sponsor for Nashville Restaurant Radio. You've been on the show multiple times. Q, you've been on the show also, and we go out to eat together at Q's place. And like, that's how it works, that this is a community. Mm -hmm. When you spend money and send it out of the community, it doesn't necessarily come back. So when you are supporting local and you're buying local and we continue to support each other, it just strengthens our community. And in times like this, where the entire world we don't, there's no bailout that comes from other communities that are doing well. We really have to lean on each other because that that's what we have. And when we have an infrastructure where we're used to leaning on each other and we all take care of each other, nothing can stop us. And um, I feel, I feel pretty unstoppable right now having friends like you guys. Thank you for being on the show. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having us. That was Good awesome. To see you guys. I have a new format for my Wednesday show. This will be fun. We'll just start having conversations. That's what's up. Well, good Check luck. Out an, we have an all-new episode of the Roundup. It's the Music City Roundup with Kelly Sutton and Brandon Still tomorrow. Um, it is on Thursday at 3.30 live. We will have a special Thanksgiving episode. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. Peace yeah. out. See you. All right.